You're listening to the Fresh Takes on Tech podcast, a show from the International Fresh Produce Association. This is a show for people interested in the intersection between technology and the produce and floral industries. Every week, we explore the problems, solutions, people, and ideas that are shaping the industry. If you are interested in the innovations that create change, this is the place for you. Let's dive in. Hello, I'm Bonnie Estes, your host of Fresh Takes on Tech. This season, we are highlighting companies in the Fresh Field Catalyst Accelerator. The Accelerator is a six-month program from the International Fresh Produce Association, bringing new technology into the produce industry. For more information on the Accelerator, you can contact me or go to freshproduce.com. So today, we have two guests on the show, Julie Escobar, the Chief commercial officer at Dumudo, who is participant in the Accelerator, and Judy Clark, CEO at Fresh Texas, who is also Julie's mentor in the program. Welcome to you both. It's really great to have you. Awesome. Thank thank you, Bonnie. (laughs) Yeah. So Julie, let's start with you. Would you please tell us about Dumudo and your role? Yes, well, excited to be here, Bonnie. Uh, Dimuto is a an active company based uh, headquarter in Singapore. Our main core business is to bring a global marketplace uh, finance solution and traceability to small, medium, and large farmers. And I am currently their chief commercial officer. Uh, and yeah, excited to be here. Great. And where are you located? Uh, I am based in Central Oregon. So the company is global. It's going to all the different countries and, and offering solutions there, right? Correct. Yeah. So our we have a strong team of almost 14, 15 people in Singapore. Uh, and then I am building my team in uh, Latin America and here in the U.S. So we already have a full-time employee in Colombia, in South America, and trying to fill the second position in Mexico at the moment. Thanks. So Judy, please tell us about Fresh Texas. Sure. Thanks, Bonnie, Bonnie, for hosting this podcast. Fresh Texas is a value-added produce supplier. We're located in San Antonio, Texas, and we also have a plant over in Austin, Texas. And what we do is we take in raw materials, commodities, and other inclusions, and we package them into something that the home cook doesn't have to spend a lot of time prepping. And so we like to think that we can make your meal time a lot simpler, create a little healthier meals at home. Uh, our forte is really in that meal solutions provider landscape, along with a line of dips and your, your normal fresh cut produce, just vegetables and fruit. So how far do you ship to? Is this all just in Texas or do you go outside of the state? Yeah, you know, for us, we're, we focus really on high quality fresh products. And so we like to keep our shelf life somewhere in that five to 10 day range, depending on the commodity. And so for us, Texas is really our mainstay, but we can, we go as far as Oklahoma, Louisiana. Excellent. So I know both of your companies do a lot, many different things, but I think today and kind of where the overlap is, is, is looking at traceability. So Julie, we'll start with you. Why is traceability so critical to the produce industry right now? And how does it impact the overall business today? Sure. So the way I see it, Vani, uh, there's two different angles. Obviously, from a retailer consumer perspective, uh, traceability is very important because 
you know, it really allows the, the, the companies and ultimately the consumers to really understand where the product is coming from, have uh, a much more bigger self-confidence that uh, there is transparency in the supply chain. Uh, but on the other side, from an investment perspective, as we see all of these huge companies and investment companies coming into the marketplace, into the ag business, uh, traceability, and especially the Demuto platform, uh, is really going to bring a lot more visibility to what the actual farmer is doing on the ground. So when we talk about uh, water consumption, fertilizers, uh, you know, we talk a lot about nowadays about food waste, sustainability, ESG, you know, really having a traceability system in place to be able to track that data. It's hopefully really what's going to help us all put all the data together and make better business decisions. Um, so ultimately, that's that's why I think traceability all the way from the farm to the final consumer, it's it's so important. Judy, what about your business um, and how do you see the importance of traceability? Sure, it's a cornerstone of our business. You know, every day we're bringing in raw materials and packaging that has food contact. And we have to have not just full traceability, but quick traceability. You know, this isn't the days when you go to a, a drawer and find paper and try to track that <laughs> through. We really need to be able to run a quick report and know exactly where we used everything by lot code up and down through the supply chain. So it's exciting to us to hear about some of the new technology coming into the space. It's going to make us even more connected with our suppliers. And food safety is such an important part of your business. How does traceability and these different traceability tools help you with food safety? Sure. So one, it's it's a requirement, right? We have to be able to trace. And certainly as we look at the new FISMA um, Section 204 that potentially comes into play here in November, it's going to require for certain materials that we handle, you know, e an even higher level of traceability um, and electronic traceability. And it's something that's going to force the hand across the industry as we've wrestled with, you know, how, how, how much do we automate those types of activities? So I think we're excited about thinking about a platform that extends throughout our entire operation and again, up and down in that supply chain. So Julie, how does Demudo's platform capture this huge amount of data? Yeah, well, excellent question. So our technology is really based on a simple uh, QR code basically through the QR code that we either put in a box or the actual fruit, it allows us to really kind of track the amount of data happening in that in the particular shipments of, of the actual fruit. Um, and uh, we've added it in the last couple of weeks, a couple of more things into our platform. Um, one of them is the Farm app, which is once again, it's an application, it's an app, that we will be working with the agronomists or with the small medium farmers in where they can ultimately also start inputting a lot of the information that happens at the farm at the farm. Um, and, and then once again, all of this data gets placed in a one, one executive uh, dashboard. And depending on who you are in the organization, whether you're the executive team or the agronomist team, it allows you to have uh, right on point data that otherwise it would take you weeks and weeks to 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 put together. So what kind of farm data are you getting? Is it like harvest time or is it um, agronomic data? What kind of data are they putting in? 
So yeah, so at this point, as we're launching the farm app, we're trying to find a middle point in where, uh, once again, it's not overloaded of data, but it's it's a little bit more about, once again, the things that the world are highly concerned about. So one of them is the water consumption, obviously mm. the, har- consum- the harvest timing, the yields, uh, the fertilizers, um, the transportation, right? So what? how long does it take? How much does it cost? to actually move product from A to B to C to D and, and so on. Um, the beauty of, of obviously, like, as you probably know better than I do, the beauty of a startup is, is the ability to able to be nimble and humble enough to go to these countries and, and adjust yourself to what the market is willing to give you as a, as a form of data. Uh, because once again, I mean, growers are very busy doing their job as growers. So it's, it's finding that middle point. But right now we feel like we have water, fertilizers, harvest, yield uh, are probably the, the top priorities that we're, we're tracking. So you eventually, probably not doing this yet, but you'd be able to use this information to do some amount of carbon footprint tracking or kind of understanding, you know, how much, um, how sustainable people are growing and what the carbon impact is. Is that kind of what you're looking towards? Exactly. That is, that is exactly where we're going. So, you know, with my investment background and and the years that I've been in the business, I mean, as I said, I think it's, it's managing global ag projects and not, you know, talking about sustainable sustainability and food waste and water consumption, it's 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 very fancy, but how do you really track that information? And there's not a lot of data or a lot of platforms out there who can actually put it all together. So we can ultimately, you know, everyone in the supply chain or in the executive teams of these companies can actually make the right decisions and can inform their shareholders and stakeholders about you know, what are we doing about water? What, what, why are we growing this amount of product? What is the actual mm-hmm. food that we have in our farms? Mm-hmm. And what kind of decisions can we actually make uh, to make, you know, to make, to make better decisions and to hopefully have a, a much better planet, which is ultimately what we're kind of, everyone is trying, we're, we're all trying to target that. Yeah. Yeah. Judy, in your business, I mean, I hear a number of people kind of complain about, well, I've got like all these apps and all this data and I have to, and put this and put this here and nothing really talks to each other. Are you seeing that at the data gathering and the information is starting to be compatible with each other and that you don't have to have a bunch of different systems or how, how's that working in the business side? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, integration is something that you just want to avoid at all costs if you can. Once an interface is down, you're trying to catch up and it's a lot of wasted effort, right? So we're looking to try to find those platforms that are cloud-based, that are seamless, that can integrate and create a structure for us that we aren't doing redundant work, redundant data entry. I'm not, I'm not as much concerned that it has to be one system because I think we've gotten to a point with APIs and connectors where we can have multiple systems, but they need, they need to really add value in the space that they're playing. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to not be in the same system across a broader area of the business. And, you know, what Julie talks about is just so exciting, right? For us to be able to go to customers with that type of sustainability data, that's going to become more and more important over time. And so I think the folks that are invested in that and really supporting that move towards sustainable practices and not just saying we're doing it, but measuring it and monitoring it is, is we're going to be able to monetize that at some point. 
yeah, I think it was three days ago that, that was it Seville, Spain named a heat wave. It's the first time we've named a heat wave. Heat wave Zoe. I didn't hear that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we live in a world that climate change is real. And so I think we all need to be focused on, you know, making sure we're doing what we can on the sustainability efforts. And the other piece that, you know, Julie, as you talk about what the software is going to do, in our business, we package things when it's at the exact right space, right? And so to be able to have some of that data and the visual data from the farmers in an app for our, our procurement team, who's amazing with this and our QA team to be able to say, okay, this product, we're going to be able to pack that when it gets here on Thursday, but it's going to get here Tuesday. We, get, we, we need to ripen it a little bit. I think of that aspect of just smoothing the operation, which you know, ultimately when you do things like that, you can take cost out of an operation. Yeah, Julie, you were talking about um, before just in in the on the finance side of it, as you're working with growers and working throughout the system, how do you kind of layer on different kinds of financial services and being able to help them financially as well? Sure. So one of the realities that we uh, we have seen around the world is that the regular banks um, have always been a little bit more concerned on lending to the ag business, obviously for all of the the risk that sits around it, climate, transportation, you know, all of these unknowns. Um, I think that in the last, probably in the last five, seven years, you would definitely see countries with a bigger appetite in the banking system to to open up the financial system and and open up the terms and lending. Um, Specifically for us, we see that our technology and our traceability system gives us the ability to have full visibility to what happens to the trade, to the shipments. Uh, and by being able to have that visibility within our platform, then we can turn around and then we can actually you know, tell a bigger story to our investment community. So as we continue to raise, um, you know, we are being able to see what happens with that particular grower. Uh, the platform gives the ability to show you know, what percentage of claims do they have? What percentage of, of, of bad fruit arrives to the final destination? We have full visibility to their cost, to the farming side of things, to the post-shipment. Post, post so I think that once again, bringing and having that visibility is what's going to give the banking industry and the investment community a much more self-confidence that extending terms and extending, extending capital to those growers uh, is the way to go. And then in Hmm. conjunction with the marketplace, um, so it's not only the traceability and the finance, but it's ultimately, you know, how do we open up new markets for those customers, um, which ultimately impacts the total ROI. Um, Reality, we know that a lot of the countries, they they tend to focus mostly in one or two markets, the, the, uh, the European market or the North American market. But as our company is based in Singapore and we're so established in the Asia-Pacific Rim, then how do we start bringing more opportunities to this to these growers to open up this, this new markets in the Asia-Pacific Rim, which at the end of the day, that's where you know, half of the population of the world sits today. So, so it's very exciting that being able to put the three pieces together, how we can ultimately bring those opportunities to those growers. Yeah, that is exciting. Judy, what do you see? I mean, it sounds like you're pretty integrated in using some of these tools. What do you see um, are the barriers? Like, if you are there partners that you work with that you wish they had more tools so you were getting better data? And so, what, what are some of the barriers of adoption of these types of tools? 
Yeah, I think it's really getting to the growers and the packing houses, grading stations, and having those tools that are seamlessly connected. I Look, we, we run a, a, a decent ERP system here, and so that's how we have our connectivity once things hit our dock. But upstream of that, there is no connectivity. And so that's the next piece that I'm really looking forward to and understanding how we can have more connectivity upstream to our suppliers on the way in. And then, of course, the, the other side is almost equally as important. How do we have our customers have visibility to that? And how do we connect the consumers all the way back to the story of how that product that they're looking to, to purchase or consume was grown? And, you know, there's a few people out there doing that now with the QR codes. And we played with it with one item a couple of years ago. And, and it was pretty cool to see how many people are interested in scanning that and learning more about what, what they're consuming. So I think that that's the, that's the possibility is as we move forward, how do you grow more consumption in what we know is, contributes to a healthy lifestyle, which is fruits and vegetables? And we do that by connecting that farmer all the way down to that consumer using the tech. Oh, that's so cool. So when the consumers, did they do it in the store or did they do it once they got home or did, was it a purchase? We wouldn't decision? know. Oh, you wouldn't yeah, we don't right know. Now. We just threw a QR code on and said for more information about this. Um, and so it was, it was kind of a fun test just through our website, looking at the hits that we got to see people, you know, to, you, know you, you dabble to try to figure out what, where can you drive consumption? And uh, it was interesting. So to yeah, me, it's, it's connecting it that personal story, I think, is where you're going to really drive the, the sales and the repeat purchases. And I think if we're, if we're looking to get some sort of premium for some of these products where people are really paying attention to sustainability and they need a little bit of a premium, um, that those stories are going to be important. You know, consumers that really care about that and, and can really trace it all the way back. Yep. That's very cool. So Julie, you've been part of um, the IFPA Fresh Catalyst. We had a great time in Immersion Week. You were a bright spark on that on that bus. <laughs> and uh, so, tell us what you've learned and and how being part of the accelerator has been. I have to tell you, Bonnie, I think that uh, the Tech Accelerator is probably one of the best initiatives that I've seen IFPA come around in the last couple of years. Um, my experience has been incredible from, you know, the trip to California to working, uh, with Judith and, and just kind of getting a little bit of her mentorship. Uh, I'm preparing to go and visit her and her facilities in the next couple of weeks. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. Um, having the ability to also network with other, uh, similar companies, um, as you know, the startup world is just, it, it has so many lows and highs that just being able to kind of share your experiences with other companies and, and, and just learning from their journeys. And, uh, it, it was just really phenomenal. So I am a big, uh, fan of, of this project and, um, hopefully I'll become the, the spokesperson for it for the Latin America mm -hmm. side of the business. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really great to get some more companies in from Latin America. Cause we really are looking, you know, it's a global program. And, and this year we did have um, a lot of companies um, from other countries, but not much from Latin America. So it'd be yeah. great for you to, to spread the word down there. Cause there's so much interesting technology going on. Oh, there's just so much. And uh, yeah. And then the, the exposure to the, to, you know, visiting the companies here in the U S and, understanding the challenges and and the opportunities i mean i think that the, that kind of, of of detailed conversation as a as a startup if you don't have those relationships and that network it can take you years to really establish 
as opposed to being in this tech accelerator in a week, you get all of this condensed information. So uh, once again, congratulations for what you guys are doing for all the work your energy you're putting into this and and uh, very excited to be able to kind of hopefully push it forward to to the Latin America world. Great. Thank you. I will take you up on that. (laughs) (laughs) So just wrapping up here, Judy, what are the three challenges in your business that you're looking for solutions to Uh, across? It doesn't have to be traceability. It can be anything. What what are the challenges that you're trying to solve? I can only pick three. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're talking. Six months ago, I think when we were all together, I would have said I would have said labor, but that seems to be, you know, stabilizing a little bit, which is just a great place for us to be. You know, sustainability is one of the other areas that I think is a big challenge. You know, we use a lot of water and, and water is required to make food safe products. And so I think that's something that we as a team here are really focused on is, you know, our, our, our commitment to creating a more sustainable practice and creating that sustainability throughout the life of the supply chain. It's, it's not just water usage, it's electric, you know, it's packaging. How do we have more sustainable packaging? So something that I, I think it's a challenge and it's also, you know, a, a good journey for us to be on really focused on that. Um, you know, tech is another area that, that is a challenge for us, right? We, we need to do more with, with scanning technology and more with analytical technology that helps us drive better business decisions. Um, there's so much tech out there now, to your point, Vani, earlier, you can get lost in bolting all of this together. And so we're at a bit of that point in our maturity. We're over 40 years old, but, you know, a company grows up on a system and it takes a long time to start maturing into what's new and out there. So we're, we're kind of undertaking that work right now. And that's any tech change is always just a little bit scary, but we know it can make us much better at what we do. Um, and then, you know, we touched on this as well, but, you know, the other big challenge is climate change, right? We're coming out of the, the hottest few months we've ever seen here in South Texas, and, it, and it's normally hot. But we're a refrigerated business. And so making sure that we're able to keep it temp when you've got an extraordinary pressure on your facilities and your trucking, you know, when when the temperature never cools down at night and is hitting, you know, daily highs that are well above the ordinary. It's just that is a challenge that I think globally we're all going to be addressing here in the coming months and making sure that we're really doing the right things to, to drive sustainable um, agricultural practices, processing practices, and then obviously delivery and shipment practices. Right. Just those? <laughs> I know, for today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, Julie, what are three problems that um, improve traceability tools and, and actually just anything that you guys are working on can solve for the produce industry? Yeah. Well, I, I, I love where Judy was going with her responses. Um, and, and obviously we know that traceability is very good for food safety and so on. But but I really think that where we're thinking, uh, the DeMuto's executive team and how we see the opportunity of traceability um, and bringing the finance and the marketplace together is, is similar. So from a sustainability perspective, I mean, the reality is how do we walk the talk? I mean, how do we really bring data, compelling data that is going to really force these companies to make the right decisions at the ground level? Uh, which once again, I feel that, you know, if you are a exporter in Colombia or Mexico today and you are managing a thousand small growers, you know, how do you manage that data today? It's so all over the place. It's just old fashioned. People are still writing things in pieces of paper. Um, so we really have to be able to bring 
digital tools to the small medium farmers to be able to really start speaking sustainability. Uh, second thing is, uh, or third thing is, she's mentioned, uh, Judy, the climate change, right? I mean, it's just a reality. I mean, the, it, we see it every day. Uh, is going to continue to hit us harder, especially depending on the different countries that you source product from. So once again, bringing that that traceability system in place and being able to trace that, that data back is just once again going to help everyone in the supply chain to make better decisions. Um, and then from a consumer perspective, uh, there is just so much that happens at the ground level. You know, there's incredible stories of social impact and sustainability and really interesting things that the growers are doing. But a lot of that, a lot of that information, it, it just it doesn't get passed to the consumer. So the ability, as we were talking earlier, the ability to track and kind of scan it with your QR code immediately at the store level and being able to kind of immediately see it in your phone. Where is the farm located? What are they doing? What kind of interesting stories is the grower uh, uh, putting in, 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 the, in the country to help the, their communities or to impact the planet? I think that that's really gonna be a very uh, interesting part of, of what we're trying to do with our, with our traceability system. Excellent. So as we finish here, if listeners wanna get in touch with you, um, Judy, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure, they can get in touch with me via my email, probably easiest, judy.clark, J-U-D-Y dot C-L-A-R-K at freshtx.com. And you have a lovely website. I was looking at it, so <laughs> nice oh, videos on there. <laughs> and Julie, how about you? Uh, the same. So we're pretty active in LinkedIn. Just so just looked it up, looked, looked us up in Demudo or my email is julie at demudo.eo. Um, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you both. And uh, before we go, I want to thank two of our sponsors. We had a number of sponsors for the IFPA Freshfield uh, Catalyst Accelerator that made it possible. And so two I want to thank today. One is um, Bolthouse Farms, which we visited on our immersion week. And Bolthouse believes in making better choices about how your food is grown and is committed to creating healthier products for its customers while improving soil health and reducing food waste. And Local Bounty is another one of our sponsors, and Local Bounty is changing the way leafy greens are grown and delivered from their farm to your kitchen. So with that, I thank you both, and uh, we will talk to you at another time. Thank you, Bonnie. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks, Julie. The International Fresh Produce Association is bringing new technology to solve industry's big challenges through the new Fresh Field Catalyst Accelerator. The six-month immersive program works with technology companies outside of produce and floral to experience the challenges in our industry and develop innovative solutions for a healthier world. Applications are due April 4th. Find out more at freshproduce.com. You've been listening to Fresh Takes on Tech, a podcast from the International Fresh Produce Association. Keep connected with us by subscribing to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you like what you've heard, please rate the show. That helps us keep delivering the latest on produce technology. Thank you for listening. Until next time.